0: Heidi Harris, this is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere. You get podcasts, iTunes, any place else like that, podcast app, whatever. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. If you go to HeidiHarris.com, you can find a a link to listen to my live show, which I do five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in Las Vegas. I've been posting more of the segments from my show in my podcast, in addition to the other podcasts I do, which would involve uh, possibly um, longer form interviews or some other things that I talk about that I don't necessarily get to on the show. Anyway, on today's show, I talked about what the governor is now doing to loosen some of the restrictions. It's pretty ridiculous. So here it is. Enjoy. The Politics of Life, The Heidi Harris Show on AM670 KMZQ. Good morning. Well, our tin pot dictator, Sisalak, yesterday. Allow people, a little more freedom. But I got to tell you, I'm looking at this crap. I've been going through it 20, what is it, 20? I'm not going to bore you with 22 pages of this. I read this so you don't have to. But here's the important thing. Just starting right off in the beginning. He starts out forward. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues, Nevadans will need to gradually adjust our lives to new circumstances and learn how to coexist with the virus until such time when effective vaccines and treatments become available. Well, there already are treatments available. I mean, are we supposed to stay indoors forever? We're supposed to maintain social distancing, wear face coverings, practice good hygiene, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, maintain six feet, all this crap. As of June 24th, as you know, individuals are required to wear a face covering when they're out in public. You know what? I'm going to give you the Bronx cheer, Governor. I'm not wearing one out in public. I'll wear it if I walk into a private business so the business owner doesn't lose his or her license or get a fine. I will not wear it out in public. You cannot make me wear a mask out in public when I'm driving my car, walking down the street, walking my dog. What are you guys, idiots? Not going to happen. Give me a break. Um he said <laughs> kills me. There are also situations in which a face covering may be temporarily removed, such as when actively eating or drinking. Why am I not spreading germs then? Now my husband and I did this a couple months ago. We went to a local casino, told you this story, and we had food there at the food court, and we took off our mask to eat. Well, aren't you spreading germs when you're eating? You're not spreading germs when you're eating. I mean, you because here's the thing, and I I told the story, I'll tell it again. My mom was in the hospital. Uh, a couple of years back, and got wound up with MRSA, which is pretty serious stuff, okay? We had to gown up every single time we walked in the room. We had to put a whole gown on, put masks on, put gloves on every time we walked in the room and leaned over her bed because it was so serious, okay? Now, luckily, she fully recovered, and she's doing really well. Very excited about that. But that was really kind of my first experience having to do that, all that stuff, right? But we didn't, like, take the mask off and eat lunch while we were talking to my mom, touch our face, touch our mask. You don't do it. So this is – anybody in the medical profession knows this. There's a way to mask up, and there's a way not to mask up. And when we left the room, we p- took all the stuff off and put it in the trash can right by the door and then sanitized our hands again and went down to the cafeteria, whatever, came back up, put on the mask, the gloves, da-da-da-da-da-da, to be near my mom. That's what you had to do. That's called wearing the personal protective equipment. But we didn't go down to the cafeteria wearing all that stuff and then come back up to the room. Oh, yeah, i my mask. I took my mask off for lunch and I'm back up. It's, it's just ridiculous that people who know nothing about medicine, I'm no expert on medicine, God knows, but I've had to be in a situation where it was really important that you protect yourself and then you go out and you see these dorks wearing whatever they want to over their faces, touching it, touching everything with their gloves. I mean, come on. So stupid. So stupid. So if I take it off, I can I can eat and drink. So just walk around, I guess, with a drink in your hand and, you know, occasionally take a sip. Then you don't have to wear oh, Give me a break. This clown. So apparently gatherings, events, and celebrations. Okay, let me back up a second. So he's increased the allowed uh, number of people. Uh, p- apparently, people are allowed to gather in groups of 250 or 50% of fire code. But if you have 251, then I guess everyone's going to die from COVID, right? It's just ludicrous. Apparently, it's strongly encouraged that gatherings at residential properties be capped at no more than 10 indoors and no more than 25 outdoors. You know what? Here's a Bronx cheer for you, Governor. You can't tell me how many people I can have in my house. Not that I have a lot of people over because I don't like Party Planet. I told you that. I not into want- <laughs> that, but... Some people are. Gatherings, events, celebrations, and ceremonies in private residences should be limited to a maximum of 10 individuals indoors and 25 individuals outside. Blank, blank, Governor. Capacity should be decreased uh, if there are people who are non-household, da-da-da-da. Okay, here's the bottom line. If I'm concerned that I'm going to give you something, I'm not coming to your house. Can we all just be honest about that? If I'm concerned that I'm going to get something from you or you're going to give me something or I'm going to give you something, then, you, then you're not coming to my house and I'm not coming to your house. How about that? But I've already had this stupid thing. I'm not having people in my house if I'm concerned there's an issue. Now listen to this. This is great for live entertainment. I don't know if you guys see. I read all this crap so you don't have to unbelievable and they want people to be to flow into places you know one way if people can't be around each other they can't be around each other either they can or they can't if a gathering of any size listen to this this is incredible Includes a live entertainment events or event or performance. There must be a distance of at least 25 feet maintained between the performance area and the audience. Consider installing a barrier or partition between the performance area and the audience. Does that include chicken wire? I don't know. So long as performers, competitors, actors, entertainers, coaches, and players always maintain at least 25 feet of distance from spectators, they're not required to be included in the occupancy limit. So now we can have 250 people in Raider Stadium. Is that what we can have, 25 feet away? Oh, brother. Once again, if you've ever been in a place where they have live entertainment, you've got backstage, everybody's backstage. People may walk through the front to bring their equipment or, th- you know, whatever. It's just stupid land. 25 feet, it'd be 25 feet away from the audience. What if you want to talk to your friends who came to see you during the break? Oh, you can't do that. Oh, brother. But listen to this. Now, that's for the live entertainment, okay? Ambient or background music is exempted. So if you want to just play piano... You know, if you're like the piano player at Nordstrom or whatever, that's okay, and you don't have to be 25 feet away from anybody else. But a guitar player 10 feet from anybody, that's Jeremy. Somebody tell me how the hell this makes any sense. Okay. A singer can be less than 25 feet away if you're performing at a restaurant while people dine. Okay. But if you're, I guess, on a stage, I mean, can we just... <laughs> I'm so mad about this because this clown has no idea what he's doing. Not only does he have no idea what he's doing, he has no idea what he's doing to the entertainment community. The people who own venues, how many venues have you been to in this town? Even the Smith Center, the seats are closer. Even if you go into, whether you go to the big room at the Smith Center or you go into the, the cabaret or whatever, you're closer than 25 feet to the stage. The cabaret, for example, I'm trying to think how big it is. I mean, it's from the stage to the back wall. I'll bet you that's not more than, you know, 30, 40 feet. I could be wrong. I've only been there a few, I've been there a bunch of times, actually, but I don't measure things. trying to remember how, it's pretty small. It's pretty intimate. So if you're at the cabaret at the Smith Center, how can you possibly perform? You have to be 25 feet away from anybody. How can you do it at the bootlegger? I've done events in the past at the bootlegger with a band. People can't be 25 feet away from me. There's no room. There's the bar and there are a few tables. Come on, give me a break. It's crazy. So how do you possibly make this work? If you are, I'm going to pick a few places, okay? I don't know. There are a lot of places. I've not been to Tuscany. I know a lot of people perform at Tuscany. But let's just pick, uh, I'll pick the Italian American Club been there many times to see various people there how do you possibly have these people on stage uh more than 25 feet away from people you can't the, the restaurant's not that big now are you going to call it ambient music what's the difference between ambient music and a singer and a piano player what's the difference somebody tell me you're singing different you're singing smooth operator as opposed to uh singing a tom jones tune i don't know i've done both believe me Many, many times I have performed at at charity events or other events when I used to sing for a living and I would do just the quiet music in the background. I actually prefer that, believe it or not, than standing up on a stage. No, that's just not me. The big arms open out and that's just not my deal. I prefer singing in the background, you know, singing things like uh, On and On, remember Stephen Bishop, things like that, just quiet music. And people walk by and they smile and they hear it, but you're not too loud where people can't talk. Because people want to talk to each other. It's not all about you at some of these events. I've done that many, many times with a piano player, with a guitar player, or a couple of people. And you know that it, you're not the focus of the event. So keep your mouth shut and be quiet and let people talk over you and don't be insulted. I mean, that's Vegas most of the time anyway, no matter where you're playing. People are talking over what you're doing. <laughs> but I mean, how do you, you know, right? Um, doesn't make sense. So live entertainment, you got to be 25 feet away from the audience, but not with ambient or background music. They're exempted. Somebody please explain how the hell that makes any sense. And then they want to break down the sections that you're able to have. Sections and pods. I'm going to tell you about that coming up. I mean, I don't even know who comes up with this stuff. Are they all smoking pot up there? Who comes up with these things? Sections and pods? I'm trying to understand this, and I'm sober, I swear, here. Uh, Venues with multiple distinct rooms, arenas, areas, or buildings that are physically separated may have gatherings of up to 250 people or 50% of occupant capacity in each setting. The designated individual setting should maintain separate entrances and exits. If separate entrances and exits cannot be achieved for each individual setting, the venue must stagger the entrance and exit times to avoid congregation congestion or bottlenecking that does not allow for proper social distancing. I mean, the bottom line is you're not going to be able to socialize if you go to any kind of event. That's the issue. I mean, I I don't know what anybody can possibly do about this when it comes to conventions and things like that. What is the point of going to convention? I've been to many. Now, there are conventions that come to Vegas where people look at the equipment and things like that. You know, NAB is one of those. Everybody's looking at drones and cameras and all those kinds of things for the broadcasters. And and you've got the agricultural convention that comes to town with huge amounts of equipment, Uh, the car things. I mean, my gosh, when my husband and I always go to Barrett-Jackson because I'm a good wife and I'll walk around and we look at all the cars, hundreds and hundreds of cars. I'm not sure. I guess they didn't have that this year. I don't know what's happening next year with it. Always fun. You walk around all the cars and things like that. People are fairly far apart. But still, you know, I'm not sure how... (laughs) How you're going to manage this But they're socializing People are talking about things But a lot of conventions The main reason people go to conventions Is to talk to people There are a lot of people in talk radio That I've met at talk radio conventions I know of them Many of them I got to know better Talking to them at various conventions In person There's just something completely unique About having dinner with some of these folks And getting to know them very well Or certainly much better than you would have otherwise There's no substitution For actually talking to people at conventions None whatsoever So if we're going to have everybody separated into this ridiculousness called pods, we'll get to that, you know, who's going to want to come here for a convention if you don't know if you're going to be breaking the rules or not, right? Indoor, and listen to this, sections and pods they have now. Indoor and outdoor seated gathering venues with fixed seating capacity in excess of 2,500 who wish to host more than 250 individuals may allow multiple groups of up to 250 individuals referred to as a section So long as social distancing can be maintained within the section, referred to as a pod. I'm not making this up, guys. I'm not making this up. I'm going to post this link on the Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. You can check it out, the Nevada Guidance for Safe Gatherings. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. And they have a diagram here about what sections should be. So you have people all separated into pods of no more than six people in a section with no more than 250 people. How in the heck can anybody make money with this? How can you make money at the Smith Center? How can you make money at the Italian American Club? How can you make money at the bootlegger? How can you make money anywhere? I mean, if you're in the regular bootlegger, I don't know if they call that ambient music when people are just quietly in the corner singing, you know, Girl from Ipanema. I don't know. But if they sing Volare, is that considered entertainment? I don't know. (laughs) This clown. This clown. That's the best word I can say on the air. Uh, venues are permitted to establish sections for gatherings, as outlined above. And they must establish assigned sections that should be distinct and independent. That—that that th- I'm not making this up, guys. I'm going to post the link. Listen to this. Now, this is the part that's really going to kill uh, conventions. Each section. Okay, now let me go back to give you the section. The section thing is like 250 people. Yeah, the section is 250, and then the pod is 6, okay? Just so you're if you're following along at home. Each section should be able to operate and function independently so as not to allow, require, or necessitate individuals to migrate from or leave their section. So that means if you go to the Smith Center and you want to see a show, and then you see somebody over there in another section, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen her in ages. Oh, no, don't you leave your section and go say hello. Uh-uh. How can you possibly make anything fun at this point? How can you possibly do that? Or if you have a friend in the band, how do you go up to your friend in the band, give him a big hug and say, hey, how are you? None of this makes any sense. And another thing that drives me crazy about these press conferences that the governor's having is that nobody is there asking him questions who's a business owner, an out-of-work entertainer, an out-of-work gig worker, a parent who has to stay home now that the schools are closed. Nobody's there asking him a tough question. All it is is a parade of people going, oh, good to see you, governor. Nice to see you, governor. Can I ask you a question, governor? All these people who have jobs are asking him questions. Frankly, it's disgusting. It's a... Really frustrating time for all of us here in Nevada. I'm Heidi Harris. Hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere you get podcasts to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. Uh, your smart devices will also play it. So if you say, Alexa, play the Heidi Harris Show podcast, it will do that for you. And don't forget to join me weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM670 KMZQ. I'm Heidi Harris. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. <coughs>